0: Just what would it take to get a deal done with the Carolina Hurricanes for one of the many, many pending UFAs? Your Locked on Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Locked on Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Balmasto, and thank you so much for tuning in today. Today, I am joined by uh, Jared Ellis of Locked on Carolina Hurricanes, and we're going to go over what the Flames need at the deadline, what the Canes need at the deadline, and is there a possible way for these two teams to meet in the middle? And I hope you look forward to this
1: Hey there Canes and Flames fan, I am Jared Ellis and I'm joined by Jess from Locked on Flames and it is time to talk about some Canes and Flames potential trades, but before we get into all that, today's episode is brought to you by the lovely folks over at FanDuel. Make every moment more, right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet bet visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started now how are you doing today first off jess
0: i'm good how are you
1: i am doing well enjoying the day off doing some house cleaning you know how it goes real
0: adult stuff
1: yeah real real adult stuff honestly um but you know we're obviously here to talk about potential trades between our respective teams Mm -hmm. but before we dive into that we do want to talk about what both of these teams honestly need to go after at the trade deadline um why don't you kick us off Jess? uh what do the flames need at the trade deadline
0: i think realistically they're going to have to uh tighten up the back end their defense is something that is good on paper and it is it's very like their top four great but the third pairing it does seem a little leaky sometimes and it's only natural but I feel like defense and assuming Elias Lindholm and departs they're gonna need someone for that top line and someone that can shoot and isn't afraid to shoot what about the Canes
1: yeah I feel like for the Hurricanes it's Kind of obvious, and it has been pretty much all season. And that is, they need to go after a goalie at the trade deadline. It is, uh, it's been a, uh, first half. It's been a very, uh, Jackal and Hyde first half. The f- first half of the first half of the season, um, uh, well, first quarter of the season, I guess you would say. Um, it it was really rough for the hurricanes. They they looked like Swiss cheese out there defensively. Fraudulent.
0: I'm not gonna lie.
1: Yeah, it was rough. This was like they did not look like the team that was going into the season as the preseason Stanley Cup favorites mm-hmm. at all. And you know, you had Brenda Moore, Stahl, and then other guys calling out, you know, guys in the media saying that folks need to go look in the mirror, folks aren't buying in, stars aren't stepping up. And it took a couple games after their players only meeting, but they have since turned it around and look like the team we expect them to look like. They are just a couple points back in second place of the Metro stars are playing like stars fetch and Aho are tearing the league up right now. The goaltending situation has still been a question mark throughout. Obviously Freddie Anderson has been out since the very beginning of November with his blood clotting issue. Um, he has been cleared to skate, but there's still no timetable on when or if he'll return. on Ranta, he has since improved his game, but he got sent down to the AHL for a little bit. Yoder Kachekov, he was coming on really, really strong, really hitting his stride. And then the other night against the Ducks, he is gets knocked out of that game. Now he is in, out indefinitely in concussion protocol. Yanni Perez is getting uh caught or has been called up at this point on Toronto will be getting the start um tonight as of when we're recording against the Penguins so goaltending situation is rough for the Hurricanes right now um and they're really gonna have to do something and then of course it's a conversation every single year they need to go out and get a true goal score they have a lot of pass first guys has improved as of late but uh, they we've seen how it goes with this team.
0: I feel like Carolina has historically been one of those teams that could always use that extra bump in mm-hmm. goal and not saying, you know, in the past things have been as bad as they are now. I'm kind of glad things are as bad as they are right now. Uh, that, that way my team yeah. can benefit yeah. from it.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's definitely been a weird season for them mm-hmm. um, this year. Obviously, you know, this year, as with the past few, a lot of turnover in the off season, New guys coming in, and, and uh, a particular case, I'm someone coming, coming back. back um, and now he's no longer in the lineup. Um, but we're we're not going to talk about him at all. They've found their groove um, offensively as mm-hmm. of late. So that need for that true goal scorer isn't there as as much as it would would have been, um, you know, just a couple months ago. Defensively, they really found their groove. that the pairing of Dimitri Orlov and Jalen Chatfield, they have really developed some chemistry. They have, which is something I was kind of saying all along, they needed to pick Orlov, a defensive partner and stick with it so they can build that chemistry and not constantly be flip flopping in and out. Because it was Orlov's first season here, too. You know, he's still getting used to everything.
0: For those who don't know, I am a Bruins fan. First, Mm -hmm. and then flames fan so i got the pleasure of watching uh orlov a lot last season and he he's definitely one of the players that does need that consistency because some people just don't immediately mesh with what they're working with Mm -hmm. and i'm glad that things are working out for him in carolina
1: yeah uh Yeah, it's taken a little bit for him to get going, Mm -hmm. but yeah, he's gotten there and it's definitely being enjoyable to watch. Now, on the Flames side of things, yeah, you mentioned, you know, y'all's third pairing needing some work there. Now, obviously, we'll get into who on the Canes you would want, but just as a whole, is there anyone that you have your eye on uh, that you would want the Flames to go after league wide?
0: Oh, league wide? Yeah. That's so hard because I feel like, yes, but it's so unrealistic. Like, I can't mm-hmm. just be like, oh, Charlie McAvoy, you are now a Calgary <laughs> yeah. Flame. Or, yeah. you know, Adam Fox, <laughs> yeah. you didn't want to be a Calgary Flame, but now you mm-hmm. are one. Kel McCarr, even. Like, mm-hmm. there's just, there's definitely better ways that they could go about mm-hmm. that than my, you know, general manager approach. But, you know, I'm just going to say Brett Pesci, his name has been floated around. I'm not, I don't hate
1: that. Yeah, uh, I don't either. And uh, you're bringing up him. So that feels like a perfect segue to go into who the Calgary Flames would want from the Carolina Hurricanes. But before we dive into that, I do, of course, want to tell you guys about FanDuel now. The NFL season, regular season has since wrapped up and it's playoff time now. But there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. And the app is so easy to use and there's so many different ways to bet. Like live same game parlays, find bets in the new explore tab, make a parlay in the parlay hub, which is the best way to find popular parlays and more. And of course, you can also bet on your favorite NHL team, whether it's the Hurricanes, the Flames, someone else. You also got NBA going on right now. MLB will be back before we know it. Time flies these Mm -hmm. days. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. Now, Jess, you just mentioned Brett Pesci. um, And that was one that I will be talking about later on in a return for the Calgary Flames as well. Why do you want Brett Pesci? I mean, Obviously, that's you know kind of a dumb question. Of course, I know why. Yeah, he's a great player. He's a great person to have in your organization as well. But elaborate.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think, mic? I think obviously, like you said, great guy, great player. Mm-hmm. But this is me going off the assumption that they trade Noah Hand. Mm-hmm. This, even though that's probably not where things are leaning at this moment, we're just again. Hypotheticals, but no, Hanfin doesn't get traded. Brett Pesci, you're still more than welcome in this organization. Um, I think that he he's only 29, I believe, and has two years left on his deal. So that would be pretty beneficial, I would say, for the Flames because they aren't looking at, uh, you know, getting any older than they already are. And it's not a, a rental you know, you do get that extra year with it too. You know, I think Brett Pesci is, again, uh, culture is something that is so important in the Flames locker room. And I've never heard anything bad about Brett Pesci. In fact, it's always been the opposite, that he is someone that, a leader, and he brings those intangibles that coaches love. And if he can do what he does in Carolina, Calgary, things would go great for him.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Brett Pesci, he's definitely one that has been floated around in trade rumors really since the offseason because of his contract status of it coming up soon and him wanting to go one particular way with it, the Hurricanes uh, not necessarily wanting to commit to that. Uh, So, yeah, he's definitely one that I think is definitely going to be on the table. We haven't heard much about it really since kind of – after like the first month of the season it pretty much all the talk of that died down just because they're focused on the season at that point uh so we haven't really heard much about it you know good or bad which could either be good or bad you know kind of don't know um but just kind of operating on where we're at you know it was very much looking like things were getting close and they weren't getting close Kind of like you know, the whole uh, Vladimir Tarasenko deal. Uh, you know, it looked like that was almost about to be a lock to happen. Then you know he fires his agent and then goes to Ottawa. <laughs> you know, it is just one of those things. It was so much back and forth through the offseason, not knowing what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Is he just going to get traded? Are they going to get something done? So, yeah, he's one I could t- definitely one of the guys I could definitely see being on the table for sure uh potentially getting moved this offseason. Mm-hmm. Go ahead.
0: Uh I was going to say do you see any of the forwards that are this year or next year um uh, yes. coming up on, you know, potentially being traded because yeah. I ooh.
1: I could obviously a guy like Sebastian aho Andre Schwartz, those yeah. guys aren't getting touched at all. Um but uh kind of the biggest name would be Tavo Teravainen. Yes. Um because he is on an expiring deal uh his production has kind of been up and down over uh the past couple years obviously he has dealt with injury um but yeah he's just one of those guys you know he's getting older too um would the hurricanes be willing to commit uh, to him long term as you know they were some other guys um So he's one I could definitely see being on the table, because especially you know whether it's a trade with the Flames or someone else, if you want to get good, you got to give good. Uh, And, you know, that's something that I think a lot of folks are going to have to realize now, especially with the team being in the position that it's in. You know, you're in a you're not a fire sale deadline anymore like you were 10 years ago. Um. yeah this is you know a team that is looking to contend and if you want to get you know that next piece you know whether it be Elias Lindholm or someone you know on another team you're gonna have to give up good to get a good player and depending on that player you're going to get you may have to give up a couple good players as well
0: yeah and I think realistically for the Flames what they're looking for is either a roster player that can obviously jump in immediately or a high-end prospect that, you know, can get acclimated with the Wranglers and then Mm -hmm. if they make the postseason, make the jump and potentially a draft pick because that is really where they need to start stockpiling and working from.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree there. And I, I think, you know, all of those things, there are things the Hurricanes would be willing to part with, honestly. You know, I already mentioned Tava. you know, as far as, you know, someone that's already on the NHL roster. Um, and, you know, you know, as being a guy that could go to Calgary and just be ready to go immediately. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he's, he's also a guy, you know, you mentioned about, um them wanting to develop young guys. Obviously, Tavo can be a bit uh unemotional, uh, and just not like people, uh, very antisocial sometimes. He's it. a great meme guy to have on your team. Um, but you know, he's a guy that is obviously still he still has gas left in the tank, mm-hmm. of course. Um but yeah you know, he's been around the league for a long time he's won a Stanley Cup he's had a lot of playoff success so if you are wanting you know to have someone there that can help and give that experience and that wisdom to younger guys that could be really beneficial because you also look at you know who he has learned from on the canes you know he's learned mm-hmm. from Justin Williams he's learned from Rod Burnimore and Jordan Stahl, you look at these guys there and you see how it's helped him, Andre cause Sebastian Aho, mm. and yet that could be a, a great thing to help the Flames long term, even after Tavo could be potentially done there.
0: Yeah, I think again, that is something that I'm sure the Flames would explore because they are I, I hate calling players like placeholders because that yeah. feels so like dehumanizing, but sometimes in the short term, that's what people are. You are a placeholder until they find something within the system or in in a trade, whatever, to kind of take your spot. And I think with that kind of experience as a Stanley Cup champion, as someone who has had those deep playoff runs and comes from the canes culture that is something that uh nick and i actually talked a lot about on friday's episode was how important having a good locker room is and what makes a good locker room a good locker room and i think plucking someone like turbo would be great mm-hmm. and putting, putting them there so guys like connor zary jacob pelletier dustin wolf matt coronado martin Pospisil can learn from mm-hmm. and they do have that within their organization with blake coleman and cadre but
1: mm-hmm. And then also you look at Tevo, and yeah, he is definitely a pass-first guy. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, with that, he's also great at creating plays. And then when he does choose to actually shoot the puck, he's got a heck of a shot too. And he can rack up the goals when he <laughs> wants to. It's just him not always wanting to. I
0: guess that's the downside too, because the Flames have so many players like that. Where it wouldn't be beneficial to add, at least in my eyes, again, not a general manager. I could never be a general manager, but to have someone with basically just the same set of skills as the rest of your forward group that you're trying to improve. Unless you can truly get him to start shooting first and change his game and teach an old dog new tricks. I don't know how realistic it would be. I
1: definitely think, you yeah, regardless, I definitely think he would be on the table. 100%. Um, you know because there's definitely some other guys as well that I'm you know just kind of thinking of that could potentially be guys that get moved. Um, I am going to look to see how old he is real quick. He is 29 years old, mm-hmm. um, so he's definitely got some age on him, but still some youth on him as well. Yeah. Um but yeah, he's definitely one I would he'd definitely be in the mix for a trade as well. And like I said, there's some other guys. One particular one, you know, I, I don't know if it'd be as much of the case right now, simply, you know, because things to be seem to be going a little bit better now. But mm-hmm. definitely during the playoffs, he asked for a trade. Uh, and that is Jack Drury. Um, you know, obviously you know, still really young, uh mm-hmm. still on his entry level deal. Um, so he would be very cheap. Uh, you know, he's centering the fourth line right now, but's already asked for a trade recently. Um, yeah, obviously and that was in yeah. So is that still there? He is getting more playing time than he was last year, but already have that stuff there you know obviously we know absolutely nothing about what was going on in the locker room earlier this season but with him already being kind of frustrated maybe you know just the way things were going at the time that was just easy. he's a guy i could definitely see being on the market and really just kind of anyone with the exception of Aha. Sveshnikov. Foss, I definitely could see he does have a no-trade clause. Oh, that could be tricky, but I do think with the right deal, that could be one. There's really not a lot of untouchables, uh, honestly. Aha, Sveshnikov. I would throw Jarvis in there, and Mm -hmm. then Slavin, and maybe Kochekov as well. Um, I really just kind of see I think there would definitely be guys that would be harder to get, like Koken Yemi. uh obviously, yeah. you know, his deal. But, you know, they're kind of invested in him long-term. Natchez, I could see being a guy that could be a little difficult to get. He has had a bit of a rough season this year, but um, just long-term, uh, their outlook for him. Dahl, obviously, yes, he's old. Um, but <laughs> he is their captain. You know, he's the guy that has been with the, franchise for over a decade you know a guy like that you're always going to have issues trying to get and that honestly if he would even want to go because he has a modified no trade deal same mm-hmm. with Martinuk, fast as well already mentioned burns i think would be difficult to get uh and then Orlov, simply you know they just mm-hmm. gave him such a fat deal like they're mm-hmm. not going to move him yet unless you were offering like connor mcdavid
0: yeah and that that makes sense but i think it's time to talk about what the canes might want in return here yes coming up right after this but first i want to talk to you about one of my favorite apps that i use whenever i am looking to get into uh sporting event concert theater comedy show last minute and that would be game time you shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets for your next big event. GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They have killer last-minute deals with all-in pricing, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee. I really like that I can just see my view from my seat, especially when I'm going to new venues or if it's uh, it's a concert, there's a stage, or if it's a hockey game, whatever the case may be. It's, it's truly beneficial. so you know there's not going to be some sort of obstructed view and mm-hmm. you you can uh, get those all in prices to show your total upfront so you know you're getting a great deal before you even check out. And I like that you have the opportunity to buy tickets after the event start if the event starts. Um, they sell tickets up to an hour after and it is the perfect place to find last minute seats. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed.
1: Absolutely. I love using Game Time. Okay. Uh, but, you know, getting into the canes. Uh, and who they would want to pin the Flames. There's two names that stick out to me, really. We've kind of already mentioned one. That is, of course, Elias Lindholm coming back to the Hurricanes, obviously get got sent over years ago in the Dougie Hamilton trade, um, has since blossomed you know, into a really, really good player, and... It, his name has kind of been one that's floated around for, it feels like, you know, the past year, year and a half mm-hmm. as one that could come back to the hurricanes. Um, yeah, is obviously a totally different regime now, as opposed to when he was originally here. Um, so that could you know, help in that regard of him wanting to come back because I think he may have a modified no trade clause. I don't there. think so. I, I couldn't remember with him, with his deal. There's so many guys that do and don't. You know, he's obviously one that I think a lot of folks would want to see. I think he would fill a really good spot. As we talked about already, Tevo Teravine, and, you and know, I think he would be a guy that would be part of the deal. Figure you know, that spot on that first or second line right now. It's been the first you know lindholm would then just kind of slot in there, right side i believe yeah he normally plays center though correct correct yeah uh that ain't gonna change um that would be like the one tricky thing you know if you're wanting him on top line you're not moving sebastian Aho. that's just not gonna happen and he um, would
0: be he is a second line center on
1: mm-hmm.
0: any good team
1: yeah i definitely oh. could see kokan getting moved um you know, whether it be, um, them, it should, you know, Jack Drury be a part of that trade, kind of move Stahl down to your fourth line center, Yemi to your third, and then put Lindholm in on your second. I could see that being the case or Yemi has experience playing on the wing. So you could just move him there and move Lindholm there in the, uh, second line center position. And then of course, yeah, you, know, you can obviously, you know, flip, in and out to you know cooking. I mean, yo. Know, it is getting better at that role. Um, Still has a ways to go though. Uh, Tavo would totally be a part of that deal. Drury, I could see being in it as well because that's definitely going to be a deal where they have to send multiple pieces. Yeah, you did mention Pesci earlier. Uh, Shay or excuse me, Taravainen and Pesci seems like it could be a bit steep, but I definitely feel like you know, Taravainen seems like the better. It's like Taravainen and, and Drury, uh, or pesci and Drury i could mm-hmm. see that or of course you know draft pick i think that's something that'd always be on the table a particular prospect that i felt you know, could be in need of a change of scenery would be ryan Suzuki he's kind of been one that's dealt with injury a lot. I do give him that you know, he's a first round pick, you know, just a handful of years ago. He has since you know, gotten passed by a lot. I could definitely see him just needing a change of scenery go somewhere else where he could get more of an opportunity. You know, could that be Calgary? I don't know. What would uh, Calgary want in return for Elias Lindholm?
0: That's a really good question. I, again, I think it would be a roster player with a high end prospect or a roster player with a draft pick, prospect, and two draft picks. Mm-hmm. I I am not good at evaluating trades. I just know yeah. that trading Elias Lindholm to the Columbus Blue Jackets for the third overall pick was never going to happen. So, And I think mm-hmm. the biggest thing for a trade to come to fruition for Lindholm is he wants the verbal agreement that they're going to extend him. Mm-hmm. Has he come down from wanting $9 million? I don't know. That is an absurd amount of money for him even after he had that 88 point season or something 2 years ago. He hasn't been able to repeat that and he what he's not going to unless he finds, you know, those two elite wingers again. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think realistically Carolina would be an, an attractive destination for him. I know that he obviously Was drafted by them, played there for a little bit, wasn't there for too long before getting shipped off to Calgary. But I know that there are personal aspects to why he might also choose somewhere that is not as isolated and cold as Calgary. Mm -hmm. There's no hard feelings there. And that's the thing, like there's the human element to this flames general manager craig conroy touched on this in an interview earlier or sorry last week when he talked about i want to do right by my guys he's playing a gentleman's game he's being maybe a little too considerate but Mm -hmm. whatever gets the trade done
1: i think the main issue there with lindholm would be you know like you mentioned the money um you know they would have to i'm on cap friendly as not right now on the other monitor. As of right now with their current roster, yeah, they have projected 1.4 million in cap space. So they would have to move a Teravine and or Apache, you know, to make that space. Um, but then like you said, the long-term agreement, would that be something the hurricanes would one be willing and then two be able to do long-term that's just something we'd have to wait and see. I know the cap is going up this off season and then it's going to continue going up. So Mm -hmm. long-term, yeah, they probably could do it, but would they be able to, you know, this off season, you know, Um, but the other one um, that I did want to touch on was Mm -hmm. not one that I initially thought about, um, but is, has since kind of gained some traction like I mentioned, you know, at the top of the episode, um, you know, with Freddie Anderson's health issues, uh, auntie Rata, you know, we call him father Finn, but you know, father time catching up to father Finn, you know, he's on the wrong side of 30, um, injuries mm-hmm. catching up already had a AHL stint this season and now go being out indefinitely. The hurricanes already needed to get a goalie at the deadline, but yesterday, Uh, Kevin Weeks decided to add some fuel to goalie trade fire. um, And that was tweeting out a picture of (laughs) Jacob Markstrom with an eyeball. And the Hurricanes could definitely use a... Good goalie, right now. There's a full would,
0: no movement clause.
1: Yeah, that's a interesting one, and one that I again, like you said, there's full no trade clause. So I don't think it's gonna happen. Fun to talk about, honestly. Yeah. Um, You know, because it is something the Hurricanes needed. You know, the other, you know, well, there were two other guys. One, you know, Elvis Merzlingas of Columbus. I think that one could be a possibility yeah let's see um and then the other probably not a possibility now because he also got hurt in the same game and that was john gibson uh, from just, anaheim uh, so it was one after one.
0: another last week and then like yeah. four in the same game
1: yes um you know don't keep wrong. i like john gibson i'd love to see him in a hurricanes uniform yeah but i don't see that happening now because i don't know how long i think mersling is definitely the most likely but mark shown that's that's an interesting one yeah with that no move clause uh, he is also 33, carries a six million dollar cap hit, so it's not like he would be a rental chasing a ring. To- right. Pesci would be in the trade. Shea potentially, Drury, Suzuki, other prospects like your be- whole roster. Carolina would definitely get a have to give a lot.
0: It would be a haul.
1: Um, anything can happen, but make sure you are following the Lockdown Hurricanes along at lo underscore hurricanes. Myself at Jared Ellis underscore 96 and Jess, where can everyone find you?
0: Yes, uh, you can find me on X at Jess Belmasto. I don't really use the show's Twitter account. So just at Jess Belmasto is the best place to find me. Uh, And of course on YouTube and wherever you listen to Locked on Hurricanes, just Locked on Flames.
1: Yep. And of course, you guys as well, Wherever you listen to Locked on Hurricanes, you can go listen to Locked on Flames as well. And we will talk to you in the next episode, folks.